everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Fitnessing Show. My name is Dave and with me today is Catherine. For the show today, we're going to be doing a 21.2 preview show of the Open Madness Bracket, running through each of the different divisions and taking a look at our picks for the, the winners of each event. So just for a refresher, 21.2 is a repeat of 17.1. We have 10 alternating dumbbell snatches, 15 burpee box jump overs, 20 snatches, 15 burpee box jump overs, 30 dumbbell snatches with another round of 15 burpee box jump overs, 40 dumbbell snatches, 15 burpee box jump overs, then our last round of 50 snatches and 15 burpee box jump overs. Uh, so we saw the open announcement uh, with Justin Medeiros and Samuel Quant uh, with Medeiros putting up a blazing fast time of 10 minutes and one second, which uh, I think would have been good for first place in 17.1. No, it would have been second. Second? Okay. There's a guy that went sub, Scott Cottrell, right. went sub 10 minutes in 17.1. Okay, so second uh, <laughs> in 17.1 with um, out any notice. So um, I think that shows well for what the times we can see this week. So before I, I guess we'll let's dump, jump into our brackets don't know if we started with the U.S. men last time, so maybe we'll switch over and start with the international women. So our first matchup of week two, we got the 16 seed Madeline Sturt versus the 8 seed Caroline Reason Tebow. Um, my pick is Sturt on this. I don't know why. Kind of like Jay Crouch. She's fun to watch. I think she could go fast. Um, Caroline Reason Tebow was also like solid. But I'm going to go with Sturt on this one. Yeah, I think I would probably go with Sturt as well. You know, her time in 17.1 was 11.41, which um, was just under a minute slower than Tebow's. But I think just a couple years of growth of her as an athlete, uh, I would expect a, a lot faster time for her, especially seeing her performance last week as well. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll have Sturt as well this week. Our second matchup. Number five, Jamie Simmons versus the fourth seed, Katrin David's daughter. I'm going with Simmons on this one. I I think Katrin will be great, but I, I don't feel like she's going to be selling out. And Simmons has won the Open. This is a typical Open workout. I'm going to go Simmons. Yeah, I would agree. I'm going to go Simmons as well. Uh, I think last week, David's daughter, just the... The actual event itself played into her strengths, and I think that's why she ended up with such a strong time. I think just more the the mindset of uh, the comp train group is that, you know, the open workouts are just one of their workouts as part of their daily or weekly routine. So I don't see them, you know, again, selling out or doing any redos or anything like that to get up the leaderboard. Um, I think the especially with the, the cut lines being so high, uh, that we'll be able to see them, or the, the comp train athletes will make it through, but in terms of matchups and open madness, uh, I'm going to take Jamie Simmons. Okay, the matchup between Toomey and Saunders, I'm going to pick Toomey. She's just going to move fast. It's what she does. Saunders will also have a super competitive time. It'll probably be close, but I'm going to go Toomey on this one. Okay. Uh, I think I'm actually going to take Saunders on this one. Uh, in terms of 17.1, Saunders, you know, it was 10.38, uh, so under 11 minutes. 
Bertumi was 1106. Uh, certainly, both are much different athletes over the past four years. I think also just the proven team's kind of similar mindset with the comp train group is that they're going to do it, um, the workout once, uh, and just move on there from a training perspective. Tumi's still going to be super fast just because she's um, the fittest on earth, four years running. Uh, I just see Saunders, you know, a little bit more hungry for the open matchup this year and taking the victory in this matchup. And our last matchup in the international women, number two, Kristen Holte versus number seven, Emma McQuaid. This one was tough. I didn't know which way to go on this one. Um, I'm picking McQuaid. I think she's... Apparently, I like the young ones on these matchups. Um, she's going to come in hard and fast. And, yeah, I'm going with Emma McQuaid. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, looking back, both their times were uh, top 15 and 17.1 with Holti winning by uh, 14 seconds over McQuaid. So I expect another tight matchup. I think my, I'm going to take Holte on this one just I think just experience um, the open um, and just I think she probably has a little bit of drive to break that 10 minute mark. Okay, so we went 50-50 in terms of agreeing and disagreeing on the international women. Yeah, and it's nice to see that at least there's a little bit of disagreement this go around. <laughs> um, it makes it a bit more interesting to listen to and a bit more bragging rights on the line come Tuesday once all the scores are in. True. Uh, so going on to the international men, uh, our first matchup, uh, we had our 16 seed, Jay Crouch, um, with his top 10 finish in 21.1 versus number nine, Alexander Caron. Uh, I'm going to go with Crouch on this one. What was Sturt? Got to go with Crouch. I think there's something in that. Uh, I think there's something going on down the there. The Rob Forte uh, training regime. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, this one is going to be tough, but. You know, before before the announcement, I was probably going to pick Caron, but now it's it is almost a coin flip between the two, just based off of um, the workout itself. You know, Crouch, you know, was one of the few athletes in our open mass bracket that was over twelve minutes in seventeen point one. Although certainly seen a huge growth from him as an athlete over the last you know four years as well. Um, you know, I think kind of just a coin flip. I might take Caron for this one more just uh, for argument's sake, but his time of 10.47 in 17.1 was um, pretty blazing fast then as well. So uh, I could see him putting a charge in the low 10s uh, as well this week. Uh, next up, we have Roman Krennikov versus Con Porter. I'm going to go with Krennikov on this one. He... I don't really know why. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, Kurnikov seems pretty motivated on the Open this year. I know the Open announcement was last night. He tested out overnight, obviously being a little bit further east with us, as well as well, Con Porter also tested it off. Um, I'm going to go Con Porter on this one, um, mostly just because I saw his last, last round of burpee box jumps, um, and they look like they're at a pretty fast pace. So... Um, you know, I'm going to take Con Porter for this matchup. Next up, we have uh, a second round um, with uh, BKG versus Jonakowski. On this one, I'm going to take Jonakowski. I think he's hungry this year. Again, this one will be super tight, but I'm going to go with Koski. He 
Small moves fast. He's hungry this year. Yeah, I, I was going to take Koski as well. Uh, so both these guys were sub-11 minutes in 17.1 with um, BKG at 10.50 and Koski at um, 10.54. So they're super tight then. Um, with Koski taking 21.1, I think he probably has his sights set on you know the overall open as well. So my pick was Koski. Um, based off of that, I think there's a lot of momentum you know, behind him after the first week. So I like Koski as well this week. And then our last matchup, um, the Canadians, we got Sam Cornier, number seven seed versus number two, Patrick Vellner. And this one, I'm going to go with Vellner. Vellner's just fast when it comes to like burpees and box jump things. I don't really know Samuel Cornier in terms of how fast, but yeah, this is a, this is a Vellner thing. Yeah, I like Vellner as well. It just, you see, you know, every time there seems to be burpees or box jumps in a workout, and just thinking back to Wadapalooza last year, he always seems to to make a lot of ground in those. So I have Vellner for this one. I think it's going to be a little bit more tighter than we expect, simply because um, Froning and the Mayhem crew program 17.1 as part of their training back in February. So um, it's not going to be a new or a no, it can be not necessarily new, but it's going to be something that Corny has done relatively um, recent in terms of his training. So he's going to know where to push and when not to. So I could certainly see an upset coming here. However, I just, um, I don't knowing Vellner and just his strengths in box jumps and burpees, um, he was my pick for this one. Again, we're 50-50. 50-50. All right. Uh, so moving on to the U.S. women. Uh, we have, I guess, our one seed, Carrie Pierce, uh, versus number eight, Bethany Shadburn. On this one, I'm going to go with Carrie Pierce. She makes things like this just seem easier than they should be. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, it'll be interesting to see how the, the training partners match up against each other, um, both being Vegas-based. Pierce was low 10s last time, so 10-16, so another few years of training I think she's another person that could be pushing that 10 minute mark um, that we saw last time I think in terms of our open madness athletes Sam Briggs was the only one who was able to break 10 minutes last time at 947 so uh, I would expect Pierce to to get pretty close to that this week next up we have um, number five uh, Christy Ermo O'Connell versus number four Amanda Barnhart I'm gonna go with Ermo on this one I think after having to like sort of publicly redo it and stuff last time, I think she's going to come out hot. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say this one probably plays into her strengths um, as well as an athlete. So my pick is Ermo as well. Um, I think Barnard have a strong time. Just, I think in terms of strengths for the workout, Ermo uh, is my pick. Next up, we have a rematch um, from the fittest experience earlier this year in Austin between Andrea Nisler and Daniel Brandon. On this one, I'm going to take Brandon. She came out great last week. I think she's in it for this season, kind of missing out on the second stage of the games and being one of the demo athletes and stuff like that. I think she's coming out to make her mark. Okay. I think I'll take Nizzler for this one. Um, they're just kind of playing back to just kind of experience and um, 
the goals with the, the Mayhem team. So I don't know if she was following Mayhem programming, but um, I'm going to assume so. So I, I might take his Nizzler just as she uh, has done this, done this workout once already this year. And our last round, uh, we got number two, Haley Adams versus number seven, Danny Spiegel. And on this one, I'm going to take Adams. Again, the fact that everyone that trains at Mayhem knows how much it hurts from like a few months ago in terms of pacing, time, all of that, super valuable. And then they don't need to beat themselves up twice to redo it in four days. So I'm going to go with Adams on this one. Yeah, I like Adams as well. Uh, I think just... um, how she's structured as an athlete, uh, moving fast, and the the Burby box jumps will play into her, her strengths as well. So, uh, I'll take Haley Adams uh, for this pick. Okay, so we agree three out of four there. Okay, and then moving on to our last bracket, the U.S. men. Um, so moving on, first matchup should be an interesting one. Number one, Noah Olson versus number nine, Rich Froning. On um, this one, this was a toss up. I think I'm going to go with Noah. I, I'm i torn, but he could also come out like hot and blow up, but I don't know if he still does that. That's going to be yeah. a thing in 2021 because this is something you could come out hot and blow up on. Um, I'm going to go with Noah okay. just because. Just because. Yeah, both these athletes were top 50 in 17.1, so they're both sub 10, so it should be – both of them should post super fast times. Uh Noah, you know, teased something, I guess, early on Friday today or the 19th that he was posting his workout uh, onto YouTube and, you know, teased potentially going sub 10. However, my pick for this one is Froning, purely based on the fact that he he knows how to push it, uh, being as he completed it in February. So I'll take Froning. Next up, we have... um, Couple people who upset last week. Number twelve, Sean Sweeney versus number thirteen, Saxon Panchik. Um, I'm gonna go with Saxon Panchik on this one. I think he's just a bit lighter, faster type athlete, and we'll pace it out. He'll be great. Yeah, I would agree as well. Just you know, both from an athlete composition standpoint, uh, on this week, um, neither of them had particularly great times in 2017. However. Uh, seeing Saxon, I think he had his first top 10 event finish of the of an open event in 21.1. So in this one, I think does play into his strengths. I'm going to make kind of a bit of a, a bold guess on this one of that whoever wins this event between Saxon Panchik and Jonah Koski will end up being the overall open champion. I think both of them having top 10 finishes last time uh, in this one playing to their strengths. I could see... Whoever ends up winning 21.2 between the two of them will win the overall Open. All right, moving on. Uh, this one kind of uh, might be a bit of a giveaway based off of last night. Number three, Justin Medeiros versus number 11, Brandon Luckett. I think I'm going to go with Medeiros on this one. Yeah. I think 10.01 is going to be a solid time in this Open. Yeah, I would agree. 10.01, super fast. Um you know, we put kind of some of the split times up this morning on Instagram. Uh, and Medeiros was steady all the way through. I think his burpees were in the, you know, 50 to 60 second range um, throughout the workout. So he was able to keep up the pace, even though towards the end, it looks like um, he was on the struggle bus a bit. So, you know, Brandon Luckett, he was 11.22 uh, in 17.1. So 
uh, at that time was good for 320th spot. So I would, I would expect him to improve on that time and go sub 11 minutes. So just knowing what Medeiros, you know, put up last week, this is kind of a, a gimme pick, I think. And last up, uh, we got matchup between um, two proven team members, uh, Alex Smith versus Street Horner. I'm going to go with Horner on this one. He was fast in 17.1. I highly doubt that's changed. Yeah, you know, for just to, to catch people up, Street Horner uh, was 10th overall in 17.1 at 10 minutes and 13 seconds. So of all our open madness athletes posted the best time uh, by three seconds over Patrick Bellner. You know, Horner had a really strong 21.1 performance as well. So, you know, I just seeing that and seeing seeing his uh, confidence in this workout as well. I would expect uh, Horner to come through from this matchup. Okay, uh, before uh, we wrap up our show today, uh, I just wanted to touch on our CrossFit media leaderboard. So there's a link on our homepage to it. So uh, after the first week, um, at the top of the list, we have uh, Scott Schweitzer from the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Um, you got 24 out of 32 correct answers. Then uh, followed in second place as a tie, uh, CrossFit analyst Brian Friend and the Coffee Pods and Wads podcast with 220 points. Followed by, in fourth place, the Chalking Fitness podcast. In fifth place, uh, Catherine here from the Fantasy Fitness Team team. And then um, in a sixth place tie, uh, myself, as well as uh, Chase Ingram with the Get With The Programming podcast. So uh, another you know fun thing to follow along with, you're able to see all our brackets um, that we made before Open Madness kicked off uh, as well by clicking the, the team links on that page. So with that, uh, thanks for joining us today. I hope everybody has fun. This should be a fun workout. Uh, something that we're all used to. No, no new movement standards here to have to worry about. And uh, hope you enjoy listening. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy 21.2. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Take care.